0: Right, right. Morning, everybody. Great, great morning, Caleb. How are we doing? Oh, 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 oh. That's right. Got left in the dust again. So, just so you guys know, this this is how the conversation goes with Caleb when he's got a billion things going on in his real estate stuff. So I called him Sunday, on a Sunday to talk about some couple of items at the store. We might not be recording Monday like today. I told him this. And uh we were talking and he proceeds to tell me like, oh well, if we're gonna move the podcast, that's great because I'm in Florida. And I asked him, I said, Well that's great. I'm I'm happy for you. Um when were you gonna tell me? He started laughing. Uh tomorrow, like Monday? I'm just like oh my okay. god So those those are those are the, the the conversation I have. So like usually when I'm on this podcast by myself, I probably found out like two hours ago. So (laughs) it's all good. It's all good. I stay ready for you guys. I stay ready for you guys. So, um, for me, things are going good. Things are going great. Can't complain. Um, we're probably going to have Braylon on here. In the next week or two to talk about how first we could day, uh, see daycare. See daycare. I'm not ready. My brain is physically not there. Um, but we're going to talk about uh, just how kindergarten has been and talk about how daddy wanted to cry. Um, but no, it's all good. Everything's going good. It's great. Uh, Blakely, um, she just got some uh, teeth that just cut through. It's not even six months yet. It's crazy. Um, so that's good. She's awesome. She's beautiful. Um, Caston, again, he's a beast. He's a beast. He's, uh, I'll tell you what, guys, the other day, he was, uh, in daycare and they do these, like, these little sheets and it's like, oh, what do you want to do? This, that, the other thing. I wanted his question. that's him like, who do you want to be, to grow up? And, uh, he was like, daddy. Oh, and I saw that. And I'm like, man. So. For four kids, I only cried twice. Um, I can't remember. And they were oh yeah, they were both football related. I cried when uh Carson threw that game winning touchdown to uh Darius Shepard to beat you and I. Teared up there. Uh, and then when uh Estee got the pick in uh in Frisco, I think it was against the was it Illinois State, maybe? I think it was Illinois State. Uh, teared up. The only two that teared up. Didn't trip on my wedding. Nothing. Uh, Lindsay was not happy with me. Um, there's been moments, little little moments with my kids that, like, daddy gets choked up a little bit. Um, and, like, when you see that on your son's paper, he's like three, guys. He's like three. Uh, when you see that on your paper, man, that it just hits you different. Right? And then, like, I'm putting him to bed, and we started talking. I said, Cash, like, so who do you want to be when you grow up? Right? And he says it right there. He's like, oh, daddy, I want to be you, daddy. I want to I be on the ground just like you, daddy. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, they say parenthood is, like, going to change you uh, for the best. I just didn't expect this. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's awesome. Wife is doing good. Um, she's always great, uh, putting up with my chaos and, um, more chaos. And, you know, I always, I always tell people like, yeah, she's got four kids to take care of. Obviously me being kid number four. Um, anyways, guys, uh, hope you're having a great week, great start of the week. Sorry for the ramble there about my personal life. Um, but yeah, just make sure you check in with yourselves guys. Um, we're in September now, uh, or probably going to be close to October when this drops. Um so got 3 months to hit those goals guys that's more than enough time we'll be entering fourth quarter of the year that is crazy Um so yeah, guys if there's anything I can do to help support you guys or or anything man please feel free to reach out to me Um again I'm for the most part I'm I feel like I'm very findable um on facebook kupual.com everywhere else for the most part except for linkedin linkedin also Wallow. Um, but like anywhere else, chisel dab bod, all right, chisel dab bod. Um, I'm not giving out my number on here. I'm not giving out my email. (laughs) Oh, anyways, guys, but yeah, just get a hold of me. If there's anything I can do to support you, um, and help you reach your goals before the end of the year or by the end of the year. So, um, okay, guys have a great start to the week and let's get into this episode. Great morning, everybody. On today's episode of Ship Billing with Jess Cooper today, um, we have an individual here that's always been interested in learning about ways to build wealth. Ever since he was a teenager, he knew that real estate was going to play a part in his success. Since 2018, he's acquired 17 units, both as an out-of-state investor and also through house hacking which is a strategy that involves buying a property and then renting part of it out. Outside of his passions for personal finance and real estate, he loves meeting new people and traveling. Awesome. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Nate Wilson. Love, love you. <laughs> Thank you. That's, Nate.
1: You're far too kind. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Awesome, awesome. Nate, thanks again for uh for joining us. I know it's crazy with with the uh the time change and and you being on the East Coast. Um but really, really want to appreciate you taking time to to be on here uh today.
1: That's oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having um, me.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, no problem. Um can you just tell our audience a little bit more about uh who you are, what you do, and why you do what you do?
1: Yeah. Um I guess you could say, I think sometimes we have different chapters in our lives, right? So I, I have two different hemispheres going on right now where my day job, if that's what you like to call it, I work for a company called New Retirement. And um, you know I'm, I'm on the biz dev side selling to large enterprises. But one of the things that I love about New Retirement is that they have a mission to make financial planning available, understandable, and accessible to everybody. And personal finance has always been something that I've been interested in. And I highly encourage everybody to, you know, look into it. And I just think it can change your life. So it really feels good to work for a company that has, you know, a purpose that aligns with some of the things I've been super passionate for for a while. And on the outside, because this is all new working for this startup, um, prior to I was in the dental industry, but I've always been interested in real estate. And I knew that that was going to be a, uh, a part of my portfolio, and back in 2018, I uh, started purchasing properties. But you know why I do what I do is I saw real estate as an opportunity not only to gain wealth, but more importantly to gain freedom. And I just saw it as a, a vehicle to provide that uh, freedom one day, in order to, you know, be able to say that I can do things on my terms. And um, and you know it's been it's been. I've been fortunate to be able to say that I feel like I'm on the path and I'm learning, <laughs> you know, just learning the hard way, the ups and downs, and because and I've been wanting to do it for a while and just decided to jump in and, and get beat up and, and move forward.
0: Awesome. 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 I want to start out by um, asking, so like, you, you know, d- during your – your corporate gigs um, or your, or your day jobs, I, I guess, where did the thought process come along? Like, okay, I want to start investing in real estate.
1: Yeah. Well, actually I had this thought back when I was a teenager and I, I read the book, rich dad, poor dad. Mm. And uh, have you read that before?
0: Oh, it's it, it. yes. I have. And like, you're just adding to the long List of individuals we've had on this podcast that say that that was the book that they read that switched everything for them.
1: Right, 100 <laughs> percent. doesn't surprise me <laughs> I knew from then that I was going to invest in real estate, and that's probably the book that I've gifted people the most ever since then. and it just opened my eyes to a whole new world and um, and it was just like it was kind of in stone. It was like, okay, this is going to be. And I'm originally from Ohio. And so, you know, I, I had this this thought of of doing this. And for my first full time corporate job, I moved to Chicago. And that was kind of a reality check, right? Like I was like, small town Toledo compared to big Chicago. And when I saw the house prices, I'm like, oh, well, uh, this might be <laughs> <laughs> this isn't what I expected, right? So, yeah. you know, I was under this assumption that. Back then, I, I really didn't know anything about owner occupied financing and house hacking. So I just grinded and I was like, I'm going to save up my money and do it the traditional way because everybody has these assumptions that you have to put 20% down and all that. And I started saving. And, um, you know, once I got to the point where I, I had some decent cash, I actually started purchasing rentals before I even did a house hack which we can talk about, but I don't want to deter away from your question, but yeah, it really did start away in, in, as a teenager. My corporate life, um, I just knew was going to be, I, I still valued that. I knew there was going to be things to learn through that. And I always had the, the, the thought that as long as I'm learning and growing, um, that I would stay at a place. And And, and also it helps to have that W2 to fuel those things outside mm-hmm. of it, it makes yep. it a lot easier when you start acquiring properties when you have that to back it up.
0: Yeah, no, I hear you. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so I guess, so I guess, let's just talk through that, right? So, you just mentioned that you went the route of getting rentals first before you bought um, a house hack. My question is, why? Why?
1: <laughs> so, you know, I, I probably because a couple things. Number one, uh, I was like, man, I was starting to get burned out at my first job a little bit, and there was that whole, hey, I need to buy some income streams. And I know back home in Ohio, the cash flows, uh, you know, properties can cash flow a little bit better here in Chicago. So that was one reason why I was looking at that. Also, you know, at at the time, my dad had been retired for a little while. And I was like, man, maybe I can get my dad involved in this too. And, um, and that was a reason why I was like, okay, Toledo could be definitely be the spot and and to get him up and at it. But I learned very quickly that you can't necessarily put your passions on other people, <laughs> mm. <laughs> which is okay. Yep. Which is, you know, which is definitely yep. okay because I knew what was, was burned in my head. So, um, uh, you know, and there's little things that he it does. He still helps me with here and there, but yeah, you just, just never expect anything out of, uh, uh, out of that and, and, you know, make sure that you you have your vision in place. But, um, I guess going back to, there was a long gap where I just wasn't purchasing anything. I guess there could be fear or, or whatever might be in your mind. And I remember talking to one of my friends, um, he actually got fired from the job I was at and he was older he had uh different assets like you know stocks and different things to be able to buy real estate with and so he, once he got fired from the corporate job he started buying real estate and i was i had a conversation with him and he said nate you know the only thing you're going to regret is not doing it sooner and that hit me really hard and as soon as i got off that phone call i literally Got on my phone, went to my calendar, and the following year I put in in my calendar that you know by now you're gonna own your first rental property and uh and that was in like like september or something and and then it was like heads down and long story short, I ended up closing on a property before my first property in like May of that year and uh and yeah, it just goes to show that what you get if you if you kind of make it real set your mind to it and make that choice that, okay, it's time. Um, You know, you just have to take action. And it was kind of rewarding because later I wasn't even thinking about what I, what I put in my calendar. And when that day came up and I saw that it was kind of, it was kind of nice, you know, to, to see that. And to just, to see that I, uh, I followed through with what I said I was going to do. Hmm man so many so many
0: gems and nuggets there um so I just have to just add um is i so i'm i I'm a big big goal guy um writing down your goals being specific um and ju- and just writing them down at e- like every day uh and and i and I love too how you um you you wrote it in a way, at least from what at least how I understood what you were saying, is you wrote it in a way like you were talking to that future you, right? Like I will own real this amount of real estate by this time. Um and just and just writing that down, having it put somewhere. So it always helps your mind know where it's going, why it's it's working as hard as it is. Uh, So I thought, I thought that was, that was great, man. Um, And then where you also added or where you also said your person that you talked to your friend, the regret of not doing that thing sooner. The only thing you regret is not doing that thing sooner. I mean, you know, so so many times, right. I mean, you see, I'm sure you still see it today. Like people have this great idea or they want to do something. They just kind of wait right? Like they wait, wait, wait until like, a they end up not doing it or they end up doing it too late. Someone's already got the idea. Um, So, so I love that. So you just gotta, you just gotta take the,
1: take the jump. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I encourage everybody to.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're, so I guess on that first, that first property, right? I'm going to take a guess and say there was some type of fear, like, doing that. I want to know how Nate handled that fear when it showed up.
1: Man. You know, it's funny. I don't remember feeling scared because at that point I had just – I mentally was prepared. Prepared for it. I just made that decision. Like it was so ingrained in my head that I knew it was going to happen. And there were some other factors that were going on in my life around that time that probably gave me some, um, you know, added confidence. I had prior to that, I jumped over to a different company and I was able to observe like a lot of people who took huge risks. They left, you know, a a company where they established their book of business over to a startup uh where they had no idea what to expect or anything and then i was i was just observing like my new leadership i was observing my coworkers and and how as a team like we were just making things happen when all the odds seemed to, to be against us and without having all the answers and it's like When I saw how fast we were, we were coming up in the market, it just gave me that confidence to know that you're not always, not everything's going to be perfect. There's never going to be a right time. And you just got to go with the punches and like figure it out along the way and, you know, build the plane as you fly, as they say. Right. And so I don't know. I think that just like that season and all those observations, um, it wasn't it wasn't like necessarily my own confidence. It was just like by observing other people and what they were doing, it it gave me even it was like a catalyst to uh, uh, my action to say, you know, this is something I've always wanted to do. Let's go. What's there to, what's there to lose? And, uh, and once you get over that first hump, it just makes it easier and easier. Awesome.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So So I guess, like, how quickly did you buy your second deal after that first one?
1: So the first one was May 2018. And then um, I bought it with enough equity, or I bought it, did some repairs, threw some love into it. uh, And the next year in 2019, I actually closed on four more properties. So all the ones in Ohio that I have are duplexes and uh and there was a package that i was or, there was like a, some off market listings that i was aware of that my realtor was telling me about and and literally i was like hey i'm i'm kind of interested i'm kind of interested for probably about a year and then some situations changed in that person's life where she was finally ready to sell and uh and then so i was able to to purchase that next group of properties with only 10% down versus 20% down cuz i was able to Uh, do something called cross-collateralization. And I took the equity that I had in the first home that I got and rolled it into purchasing the next four. And and that worked out really nice for me. And then also that year in 2019, at the end of the year is when I did my first house hack. So house hacking, for those who don't know, is when you, you know, it, it can look different it can look different for different people. It can be buying a single family home and you rent out, you know, rooms. It can be having a house and adding like a ADU in the back. Um, uh, or in my case where, you know, it's a multi-unit and I live in one of the units and rent out the other units. And we can talk more about that. Cause that's definitely something I am a big pusher of. I think it's a power move for, um, you know to be able to leverage owner occupied financing and get into deals with low money down and have other people help support you uh and your rent um there there was that so that was 2019 and then just to kind of wrap it up in 2020 um i thought that i was going to be able to cross collateralize again but then i purchased two i didn't uh we you know, there was a different story the bank kind of made some promises that they they didn't see through but i ended up purchasing two more duplexes and then i kind of ran out of money <laughs>
0: we we all run out at some point right <laughs> <laughs> that's right oh uh, no that's 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 awesome that's awesome I, man so I mean, there's just so many different ways you can invest in real estate, right? Um, I, I guess like the route you're talking about, um, like how like how did you find or or hear about about that?
1: Are we talking about the house hacking? Or are we talking about the uh, uh yeah off market the or own, you- the
0: uh, the owner? Owner
1: financing? I think yeah. Were owner more occupied more. financing. Yeah. So that's something that my only regret <laughs> is not having known that and doing that sooner. So I don't know. I just, I don't think I was consuming enough um, podcasts at the time, but that's when I first heard about it. Like bigger pockets became a, just started sucking in all the information I could on those podcasts. And uh as I'm sure you have as well, right? Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Can't <laughs> and, get enough of and, those guys.
1: Right. So so all that to say too, those are other things that just gave me confidence because it wasn't like I was going into purchasing my first home blind. It was hours and hours of listening to so many people who've done it before me and connecting with people. Um, I had a s- smaller circle back then cause I wasn't getting involved with real estate groups. And that's something else I encourage people to do. If I would have known that there was a bigger pockets community that, mo- that met up literally a block away from where I rented in Chicago for the 10 years I was at, I would have probably really progressed on, on all of this. Cause I, I had no idea. Um, so look up local communities, you know, uh, you know as they say you're the average of the five people you hang with right so like if you're if you're interested in real estate get surrounded with other people who are cuz that definitely slowed me down by kind of doing my own education for all those years and uh and the things that I've learned now after the short period of time of actually trying to find community um has been has been you know a, a lot different so um but anyway so yes I learned about owner occupied financing I learned that a lot of people assume when they hear FHA loans that it's like income based like oh it's only for lower income or or you know there's different kind of limitations with that. And there really isn't income it's not an income based program. It's owner occupied program. So basically for 3.5% down, you know, you can get into up to a four unit building. And there's different rules that you have to, uh, you know, consider. And in today's market, it can be a little bit harder, considering how high prices are for, um, you know, how just high prices are in general, uh, and and inventory being low. But and 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 because, well, I won't get into that. But but just to know that you can put low money down on a place, you'd be surprised at what you can what you can leverage
0: that that's that's awesome that's awesome I, it's just it's it's just so interesting you know and I, and i feel like this is just in any industry um you know like like in the world today you have the the 99% and then you have the 1%ers um and then like as i've you know opened my my first restaurant and like i, I just study the industry and or other industries there's a lot of that same 99% and 1% in like an, almost any industry, right? You have people that are just doing status quo, don't change, just do what everyone else is doing, and you got those guys that are just gonna or, and gals that are gonna challenge the way that things are done. Um, and, and so like real estate is just one of those things that like there's just so many ways that you can do it. Um, it it just comes back down to your commitment, right? Like how committed are you to get in that first deal or, or hitting your goals, right? Because um, as one of the guys I follow, Grant Cardone, he says, uh creativity follows commitment mm-hmm. um, if you're committed, you're gonna find a way to get it done, so um right. no that's you know, that's hundred percent
1: hundred percent I agree, and you know some people when they heard me say, Yeah, I ran out of money, which was true. I didn't feel comfortable or had yeah. it to buy more at the time um but I didn't have the mindset that that meant I had to stop like mm. I know that there is so many other ways to get money because if you can find the deals you can find the money and mm. you know so that didn't the only reason i've stopped is is because of me i've been my limited you know if it you you get what you focus on and uh and just when you use that as an excuse that you don't have money in the first place you're just not being creative enough and committed enough
0: yeah no that's man
1: that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome.
0: Um house hacking. Yes. Um I'll 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 uh, I'll let you I'll ask you um before I put my two cents in. But talk a little bit um I guess I want to say the power of house hacking but like I feel like real estate in general is like just a power move, right? But like
1: how do you feel about house hacking? I mean, I think that everybody who's able <laughs> should do it. And when I say able, it's like, it's like there's other limitations. Okay. So yeah. there's other lifestyle things you got to, con- I, I put into the equation as well. I am single, right? <laughs> yep. That can play a big part of it. I don't have anyone to fend for except for myself. And sometimes there's different lifestyle uh, demands that, that, that could play a part in that or, 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 or spouse considerations. I get it. Um, or, and, but it, it literally, if you can live for free or nearly free, you could start powering other things in your life. Like even if you don't want to get into more real estate, maybe you just want to invest in more stocks, or maybe you have other debt that you want to pay off or, or whatever the case is you know, majority of people, the biggest thing on their their expense list, the line item is uh, your your housing. So if you can really reduce that biggest line expense, like there's a lot of other things that you can uh, would do with that money. And I guess I could just even run through high level what I kind of purchased, what it took and where it's put me now uh, to maybe give some people some some inspiration or, or some, uh, you know, some thought on on what it could look like and some impossibility and I'm happy to do that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, I, so the property that I purchased, it, it was $310,000. I got it for. All right. And with leveraging the FHA loan, I was able to get in for $12,000 out of my pocket cash. And then after that, it's a three unit building. Now, there's other things you do have to consider once you go past a duplex, because first of all, the nice thing about FHA loans is, you know, if you go to the bank and you say, okay, I want a single family home or a condo, they might tell you, all right, you're qualified for $250,000. If you say a duplex, they might say $500,000. And then when you say a three unit, they might say $680,000. So that's one of the first things that you have to consider is you might think, wow, I can't afford a multi-unit building. Like that's way out of my, my price range. But the bank or lenders consider that as your income. They look at the income coming in from the property and and factor that into your total purchase. So one of the things you have to do, depending on what state you're in, is also look at the limits because the you know, Ohio or Chicago or California, they're all going to have different lending limits based on the market that's there. So that's one thing to consider. But just to know that you could buy more house than you think you can. Now, I don't encourage that if you're going to buy a single family home, right? Because I think that's the death to a lot of Americans. It's like, oh, yeah, they said I'm approved for X and they go and try to max that out. And now that's, a, that's something that they can't always afford month to month. But when you're doing a multi-unit, you're getting income coming in from that property and it's a total different situation. So other things you do have to consider is like once you go three to four units, there's a thing what they call the, um, the self-sufficiency rule, which means that the rents coming in from your other unit units have to equal 75% of your mortgage insurance and taxes right and so that's another factor i'm just going to throw a few things out cuz the hope here is just to introduce people to these things and have them go and and do their due diligence and learn more if this kind of makes sense to them but uh but just to give you an idea that you know there are some limitations so anyways um so i i purchased my three unit using a FHA loan and got in low money down. And, uh, but my rent that I was paying was what? $1,300 at the time. And then I came down to probably three, $400 a month after doing, uh, doing this. Um, so that's like, that's a power move in itself. That's right off the bat, right? Just like as the rents, as they were, um, as the rents were. And, uh, and and living in one of the units, and then after a while, as people moved out, I kind of rehabbed some units, increased the rent, and got my my rent even lower. And today, the next phase of that was my house is now worth four hundred and five thousand dollars, and I was able to refinance out of my FHA loan and go into a conventional <laughs> loan. Right, get rid of what PMI, private mortgage insurance. And that's another thing that I, I just like to shoot out there is a lot of people say I don't want to pay private mortgage insurance, and I look at private mortgage insurance as just the cost of doing business. It's you know it's there because it's protecting the lender, but and and I don't think it's entirely bad. It's not something that you should be concerned about paying. Um, it's kind of
0: it, it's kind of one of those. If you're concerned about PMI, then maybe you shouldn't be looking to get a house. <laughs>
1: Exactly, exactly, and and then it's kind of funny because sometimes the people that are worried about PMI don't necessarily have the discipline to even save the twenty percent to purchase the home in the first place, you yeah. know, and yeah. I don't know if it's like just being human and kind of making an excuse because we're all human and we make excuses, right um, or or what, but i I agree with you, so anyways, today, I live for probably a hundred and fifty bucks a month. I'm refinanced out, and now I have the ability to go do this again, and I plan to.
0: Um. So yeah, that was that was awesome. Um.
1: Sorry, I kind of went on a uh, rant
0: there. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. And 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 uh, house hacking, right? So Nate is able to reduce his housing expense, his mortgage, or his, his mortgage or his rent, however you want to call it. Um, because he's in a situation where he has other people living in this, in the same house or in other units that he, that he owns. Um, oh man. It's, it's just, it's, it's so powerful. And my, my business partner also does this as, as well. Um, and we'll, we'll be talking and I started a little, little one on the side as well. Um, but just, yeah, just the, the, the chance to be able to reduce your your living expense, right? Like it's one of your, it's one of the biggest expenses um that that you have. Um I, I, kind of as a not a question from us field, but a random question. Why do you think today especially like I'm I'm 31 and you know when I'm talking to some of the individuals that I know that are like 22, 23, they don't
1: want to house hack. Yeah. <laughs> well, are you asking me why do I think they don't want to? Yes. I yes. just, you know, I think there's a lot of short term thinking uh, number one. Mm, yep. I also think cause you know, that that's the thing too. Cause I live in the basement, the 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 bottom floor of my three unit, and everybody's like, "Why do you take the bottom? Like, why don't you live on top?" And I'm like, "I know what I'm doing. Like, there's a bigger goal in this, and this is just short term and temporary. That it's it's not about that, you know. So there's so many people that can't sacrifice some or do some short term sacrifice for long term gain, and um and I think that. There's also pressure, just like if you look at social media and everything and, uh, and to, to live in a certain area and, and trust me, look at, I lived in a really nice neighborhood for 10 years in Chicago. Um, so I wasn't a a stranger to it. Right. Uh, but at the same time I was willing and ready to make a sacrifice and a shift to, to get what I wanted. Um, but, but yeah, so many people live in the short term and don't think about what it, what it could be. Mm. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um. So
0: Nate, what's the, uh I mean, if you, if you're, you're want to share, maybe, maybe you can give us a little, a little snapshot, but like, so what's, what's next for you? What's like, next? What, what other goals are you, are you writing down?
1: Well, you know, it's, it's funny because as I listened to you say that earlier, I felt a little guilty because I don't write goals down enough. (laughs) We've all been there. We've all been there. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm in this season where I'm very fortunate because this has been a year of like a lot of growth for me between working at this company that I'm at right now um, and just some outside things. And also, through the lows, um, there's been some things that I'm aware of, like just from a, my, a personal standpoint, as I've let my health degrade and things like that, that I, I can feel now. And so there's been some highs and lows, but I'm fortunate for all of them because right. But I, I'm kind of getting away from it, but all, all to say, I think I need to sit down and reevaluate my goals because uh, it is really important to do. And I've always been somebody who's looking like 20 years ahead instead of uh, instead of this right in this moment and trying to re- reverse engineer things. And it's served me well to a point where I've, I've finally reached a point where I, I feel a little bit confident where like, I'm like, you know what? I know what I can produce when I put my mind to it. And then, in taking score, I see kind of what I've gotten, and um and now I just have to reevaluate what's what's next if if that kind of makes sense but uh but it's just been it's been busy it's been noisy in my life that it's uh I've been sucked away from from sitting down in my own thoughts like that as I should but in the oh, short term, fine. I'm sorry, go ahead no sorry I, no I'll let you finish, but in the short term. I can say that I have I it's not that I haven't been preparing for the next moves. In early January, I uh I refinanced out of my house act that I'm in right now, so I have another owner occupied financing opportunity to go. I don't think that an FHA in the Chicago market is going to be as easy to utilize, but don't let that be an excuse either, because there's all kinds of five percent down, ten percent down programs, even with no PMI, that are out there. If you're looking for them, <laughs> it's just it's amazing the things that uh, can be to your disposal out there. Also, with some of my portfolio back in Ohio, I've cashed out, refied, so I was able to pull some cash out of those, and um, all to say, I'm 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 getting ready to. To see what the next move is. I'm also going to be leveraging um, this is something that maybe different people have different opinions on. But uh, I have uh, I'm going to leverage some cash from my 401k and and borrow from that to buy my next house hack. Um, and now it's just a matter of me getting focused, to be honest with you. But uh, there's just been a lot of other things that have been sucking my energy and time, and and I need to prioritize no that's awesome that's awesome thanks thanks for sharing
0: thanks for sharing um if you if you don't mind me asking mm-hmm. uh about your so why 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 the 401k right like yeah oh, you're, not, you're not supposed to touch the 401k that's your retirement
1: yeah yada, yada. like why are, we, why are we tapping into that? Now? <laughs> <laughs> so why am I tapping into it? Well, number one, when I, when and I guess I'll, I'll, I'll preface this with this because there's some things that people should check and, and double check before they want to do this. When I was leaving my old employer, I purposely kept my 401k dollars in that plan because usually by default, what I would do is take my 401k, transfer it over to like a Vanguard, right? A brokerage where I can and keep it in index funds, lower fees because because every time there there's, you know, you're in a 401k, your fees are higher. And by default, that's usually what I do and just say, "Okay, that's my long-term money." But this time I said, "I'm going to keep it there and I'm going to wait to see what my new plan offers me at my company." And there's you got to wait, you know, several months before you start getting the 401k because they want to Make sure you're, you're, you're staying. And I, and I confirmed a few things that, you can, that they do do loan against them. And basically the rules are that you can do 50% of your balance up to $50,000 you can use for a personal residence. And I confirmed that, that you can do up to four units. That's still considered a residential loan. And how that works is you pull it out of your 401k and you pay yourself back interest. Now, granted, if you kept it into the account, sure, you might make 8%, 10% if you're lucky, right? And, And keep it funded. But still, from my understanding, you're still paying yourself back in interest. And it's like prime plus 1%. So prime right now is 5.5% plus 1% is 6%. And you're paying yourself back that, all right? I think that I can use, or I know that I can use that money by real estate and make more money with it <laughs> by doing what I'm doing right now. And, and, there's, and it's, it, I would rather keep cash in my bank for different things and utilize that um, just for some extra cushion. And the other nice thing is you have five years to pay it back. Or I think even they said that you can do it in 10 years. But I assume that by doing another house act, essentially living for free, uh, my goal would be to try to pay that back in five years, right? And then using using some of the income coming in from this property that I live in now uh, to go towards that as well. Because uh, once I leave this unit, it's gonna cash flow, right? So I personally feel like that's a, a move that I want to make. Um, I believe, I do believe in index funds and all that, but there's just so many other ways that real estate uh, helps you gain wealth. Um, you know, whether it be appreciation, depreciation, and and I don't have to tell you all that, but yes. <laughs> What are your thoughts? Do you no. have any feedback on that? On the four hundred and one k? Yes. Oh, I, so I
0: so I I uh, I stopped mine like twenty twenty twenty, I think. Right, right when the world went to crap, basically. Um, but no, I've I've always it it was a weird time because like, like like 2019 to 2020 i just was like starting to just be aware of like finances and money and and i just i slowly started like like listening to to a few dudes but they all said the same thing like the one, i don't want to like i don't want to like disrespect the 401k but basically like are you understanding what's all going on in your 401k 100 you understand are you understanding your fees? Do you know what you're investing in? Right? Like, and too too many times, like, people are just kind of asleep. Like, oh, that's, I'm going to just do it. And I was like this. Like, so I'm not, I'll be the first one to tell you, like, I was that guy. Like, oh, 401k, that's what I'm supposed to do. Yup, whatever. And like, as I look back, you know, and before we got, you know, our restaurant up and running and like, and I, Began on this business path, like we were just looking at. Okay, where's where's the money going? Where we we like started tracking our money, and we're like, okay, I'm literally giving five hundred dollars a month to my four hundred and one k. That's not even benefiting me right now, right? Right. And I think like my whole thing too is like, okay, the four hundred and one k is like for a time in the future, right? What if you never get there? Like, how many times have you have you heard of the individuals that like? I can't wait till I retire. I can't wait till I retire. Like I can't wait, wait. And, you know, God forbid something happens to them gone. They, they, they basically, there was like a crazy saying, like we work, um, 30, 40 years to only live 11 or or some crazy stat. And I was like, Nope, I'm definitely building right now. So So as I'm building, I'm enjoying my time. But like, if, if this money is just sitting here and and I can't touch it, I have a problem with that. Right. That was, that was my whole thing. So yeah, I don't, I don't have one. Um, my wife and I, we, we, we took some out of hers for, for our business. Um, you know, and, and we're, we're doing the, we're doing the the payback on, on hers. Kind of like what you're talking about, um, with, with her 401k. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm fine if you understand, like, what you got, if you know what you're doing in your 401k. Like, I like my business partner, he'll be the first one to tell you, like, well, I'm doing A, B, and C and stuff. And I'll, we always joke, like, bro, you are, like, one of the few exceptions to the rule. <laughs> you know, because he knows he's, like, stocks, like, that's the guy. Right. But, I mean, you don't run
1: into those people every day. Like, people are just like, oh, yeah, I have a, I have a 401k. like Right, for sure. and not, And not everybody... Not everybody's employers offers, you know, different lower fee options. Yeah. You definitely have to find out what you're, what you're paying in fees. And, and that adds up because that counts down and people even realize like 1%, 2% over a a lifetime of your investments can equal several tens of thousands of dollars. You know, it, it, it definitely adds up. Um, Yeah. I can say that I agree with both. Like I would say that if, if you're going to use the dollars for something else, yes. Uh, I would say that if you're going to be a a person who's just like not doing anything, like not investing in other assets, then try to become the 401k millionaire, you know, Uh, Mm -hmm. now, you know, but on, on the other side, I also have done what you've done where I'm like, Nope. I'm just doing the company match because I don't want to lose out on that free money, but I'm not going to put anything else into my 401k because I knew that I wanted to buy more real estate. So that's when I pulled back. But then another strategy I had was when I was like fueling it again is because I wanted to leverage the Roth 401k that my company offered. And my idea is to eventually transfer that over to a self-directed IRA So I have like a bunch of Roth money in a self-directed IRA, but guess what I'm going to use it for down the road to buy more real estate. estate, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's, there's so, I mean, there's so many ways like you can, and I'm not, yeah. And I'm not here saying that if you, if you have a 401k that you're a bad, like you're a bad person. That's not what I'm saying. Right. Well, I guess for me, it's just like, I just don't like how people just do it just because that's what everyone else is
1: doing. Oh, I agree. And and the thing is, <laughs> most and most people that if, if that's the only vehicle they're going to use, most people aren't even putting enough into it to make yeah. it even worth it. So and, and, uh,
0: and it, it comes back to education, right? Like, I, I think there's this. I forget who's the saying. Uh, yeah, Gary Gunderson, he's like a financial dude. Um, talked about like r- there's never risk in the investment. The risk is with the investor. Hmm. like the investor understanding how to use the investment. Right. Like I just didn't put, like, I didn't, I didn't put time into really understanding the 401k. All I just knew is like, I want to do something else and I don't see any benefit to this. Right. That's, that's my, that's my opinion. Right. Like, could, could someone disagree with me? Yeah. My business partner disagrees with me all the time about, about it. Right. Like, I I respect that. And we, and I tell them like, bro, I just, I just don't have time to study it. Like I want to, I want to be over here. But like, like you said, like, like people just don't understand, like, okay, if you're going to do the 401k route and that's all you want to do, let's, let's make sure we're taking the full advantage of that. Right. You know, like
1: that. And so, yeah. So yeah, we, I mean, we
0: could go on the rabbit hole. Like you got me on a rant now. So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I, I trust me. I hope it just encourages yeah. listeners to like double check what they're invested in and 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 what all that looks like. And
0: uh, I mean, I, I mean, or even at the end of the day, like go pick up rich dad poor dad. Like, I mean, like we just have so much knowledge like at our fingertips now, right? And that's that's another thing I could go down a rabbit hole about too. Is like like the fact that some individuals just like just go to sleep and like just want the company take care of them. And like, again, 2020 exposed all that, right? Like exposed, told people like, Hey, you gotta like do your own thing on the side or figure something else out. Cause when it comes to, when it comes to doggy dog, if you're not doing a job, or if you're just doing a job, you are putting your life or your, your family's life in someone else's hand. 100%. Right. Um, but just, just being educated. I mean, there's a ton of information. Like you can literally go to Google how to learn more about money. Go to YouTube. You can find a whole bunch of people there. Um, But yeah, I mean, the quickest, easiest way is pick up Rich Dad Poor Dad. If you guys were listening to this podcast, like out of the 130-some episodes we've done, maybe outside of our book reviews, and one of our first books we did was Rich Dad Poor Dad, I should add, um, like 90 to 95% of all our guests mentioned that book. Like, again, just getting educated, man. But yeah, that's that's my, unless you have another question that we will just keep,
1: keep going. Oh, no, no, no. I I just, I, I can't agree with you more. You know, the whole reason I do what I do goes back to the, like, going back to your first question, right? It's just like that freedom and not feeling like, uh that, feeling like I have choices. And I've worked really hard to put myself into a position where I don't have to feel afraid anymore. And it's like, um, you know, I've, I've, I watched my dad sacrifice a lot for me and, and the family and he hated his job. (laughs) He hated it. And it was like, and, and, you know, and, and, but he did what he had to do, but I just never wanted to, um, I never wanted to be in that position. There's a lot of people in that position scared, you know, with, and, and, um, so so get educated try to try to learn what you can do to free yourself away from that and it, and sometimes it means short-term sacrifices but but you know I- ignore be okay with that if if there's a bigger goal uh, at the end awesome awesome there, there, well, grant, i'm sure
0: you heard about grant cardone i have yeah so he's got a a, a cool saying and i and i love it he says pay Pay the price now, so you can pay any price later, yeah <laughs> you know one one of the like i I just yeah, that just gets me going yeah. um no this this is a great episode, Nate, um what advice would you give your eighteen year
1: old self Ooh. Um, well, my eighteen year old self see there was a there was a long time that I just lived in fear. And the only reason I lived in fear was because I never got educated, right? And, and I'm not making excuses because there was definitely resources and books that are out there. And that's why I'm happy to see, like nowadays, the amount, to your point earlier, of educational opportunities that are out there are just galore. There's so many people with online that you can learn from. And that wasn't as prevalent, but there were still ways. So I don't allow myself to have any excuses. But you know, I only had one mentor at the time and and he only had his one way of of doing things. So I I I was always disciplined to work hard and start saving money, but I never knew what to do with it. And and it wasn't like I was in a position to buy a home and I, I wasn't mentally there, even though I knew I wanted to get into real estate. I mean, I was still getting ready to go to college and all that kind of stuff um at the time. Uh, not to say that if you're in college that you shouldn't buy a home, but that's for another episode, (laughs) but but all I'm saying is like, I still could have put that money to use, even knowing other ways, like investing in the stock market, like instead of just sat in cash for years and years. And I'm talking through my twenties until I graduated and started finding other mentors and learning, uh, different things. Um, so so that would be one piece of advice is just to to have more conversations with different people to learn more about the way they did it. Because there's not one right way. There's many ways, right? Exactly. And, uh, and, you know, there's so many ways to invest in real estate. There's so many ways to, yeah, just just figure out what you're comfortable with and what you're curious with. and And all in all, just make sure that you're investing in yourself and your future self.
0: Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, this this was a great episode, Nate. Um thanks again uh for coming on. Where where can our audience um link up with you or like if they got any questions, where can they reach you at?
1: Ooh, my social media game is kind of weak, but uh you can find me on Instagram at just Nate Wilson or better yet LinkedIn, uh just Nate Wilson. You'll find me under new retirement. Um but yeah. <laughs>
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Nate, thanks again, man. Really appreciate it, and um,
1: I'm sure we'll be talking soon. Sounds great. Thank you. Appreciate your time.
0: Another great episode. Episode one thirty one. Um, that was great. That was great. I think anytime I'm out with Caleb, it's always a great episode. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Um. Yeah, guys, um this this was a great episode. I mean if you if you if you go back and listen to like some of these takeaways, I apologize for my rant on the 401k. Um basically that whole thing was just make sure you get educated on where your money is going. That's all. Okay, and just making sure you're understanding what fees what's being taken out of your investments. That's all I'm saying. Okay? All right. I just had to tie that up with a nice little bow. Okay, that was good. Um, again, guys, just some of the points that I took took from this episode. Um, there's never, there's never, ever, 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 ever going to be a best time to start whatever the dream or idea that you got. There's never going to be a best time than now, right? Um, it's like a Chinese proverb. It says, like, the best time to start was yesterday. And the second best time to start is now, I think. Something like that. So just get started, guys. Just get started. Um, and I know you guys probably knew I was going to be super excited when he talked about he put his goal down or down and put his head down and got his first deal within that time frame. He said, the goal, guys, I'm telling you it's possible. Anything is possible if you write it down, set a target, put a plan together, boom, let's go. Um, again, he's, he, he said it. He doesn't write his goals down enough, but he has goals in a day. So, like, what are your goals? What are you trying to pursue? Why are you trying to pursue them? What are you doing to pursue them? Right. Um, so, I thought that was great. And then again, last thing: uh, get around other people and have more conversations. That's where the ends there when he's talking about. The advice he would give his 18-year-old self, um, get around different people, different conversations, different rooms, um, different groups, right, to help grow your mind. Um, Again, you are the sum of the five people you hang out with, guys. Like, there's been multiple people on this podcast that have said that, that exact thing. You are the sum of the five people you are around. So who are you hanging around with? What conversations are you having? Are you being intentional about who you're hanging out with? What you're talking about? How you're talking about it? Are you being super intentional about those things? Right? So, um, again, guys, that's all I got for today. This was a great episode. Um, Yeah, it's a great episode. We're already like 131. We got more episodes coming ready for you guys. We got great guests coming on, guys. Make sure you stay tuned in. Um, again, please rate, subscribe, leave a review. And I don't know if you guys heard, there's just there's like this, there's like this awesome restaurant in the Fargo Moorhead area. It's called uh Mahana Fresh. Okay, guys, if you haven't tried Mahana Fresh, make sure you make sure you do. Make sure you do. Leave us a review on Google, DoorDash, Yelp, uh, Google, Uber Eats, Grubhub, wherever you guys get it. Leave us a review. Uh, All right, guys. I'm done ranting. Have a great morning.